You're listening to Player Development, a channel focused on the intersection of sports and character growth. Please like and subscribe to support the stories being shared, the growth of our listeners, and to stay up to date with our latest content. Hey Sam, thanks so much for joining me today. Absolutely, it's my pleasure. Really appreciate your time. So. Just to start with, talk to me about some of your relationship with sports and what do you think of their place in our culture and our society right now? Mm. Well, I w- I'd said had a bit of an unconventional relationship with sports. So okay. I didn't play, because normally you think of sports, you think of like baseball, football, sure. um, maybe hockey. And for me, I didn't really, I didn't really get into any of those. Mm-hmm. So in my senior year of high school, I was, I fenced. Okay. And... Outside of that, it was more outdoor sports, so rock climbing, mountain biking, uh-huh. trail running, yeah, uh, some a little bit of paintball. Mm-hmm. So those were kind of my sports, yeah. um, you know, that I kind of got into. So that's kind of my relationship with it. Like I said, don't really have a relationship with conventional sports. Don't even really watch them. Um, nothing against them, just never really appealed to me for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I guess I was more of a nerd than anything else. Um, but I think that sports play a very important role in our culture Mm -hmm. because looking as far back as ancient times, tribal times, I mean, sport activities was how they would get their young people up and running, get them strong, Mm -hmm. show their fitness abilities. And those who were warriors or fighters for them, sporting events was a way to keep your strength. I mean, they didn't have gyms, right? you know, in, you know, early, you know, 1400s, 1300s America, you know, they didn't have gyms in 1300s or 1080 Africa or Middle East, so have you. So how do they become strong? It was really through games, through sports, Mm. through play and through training. Yeah. And so I see, so I think that for me, I believe that sports are very important Mm -hmm. in that aspect is that it's very important for health, well-being, and mm-hmm. even the ability to build community. Okay, yeah. And so it still inhabits some of those rules today, even if it's a little separate from its historical roots. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that there's there's still a lot of good mm-hmm. to be found in sports. Yeah. And so part of what uh, was the inspiration for this conversation was that you mentioned that you had some frustration with the role that professional sports has in our society and the value, the very high value that our society places on professional athletes and um, just compared to other roles and other positions in our culture. Talk a little bit about where that comes from for you, where that frustration comes from. I think that, you know, that frustration for me really stems from, I guess that the way I've seen people, particularly young people, mm-hmm. and it's usually young people, you know, or men who put, who hold athletes up at the same level as a humanitarian, as, you know, as a strong political figure. Mm-hmm. In fact, if pressed, you know, for a lot of my younger people, they would, they would hold, you know, a, a person who throws a ball for a living mm-hmm. in higher esteem than like the founders of our country. Hmm. you know, or the civil rights humanitarians, you know, from the 1950s and 60s, mm-hmm. like people who are actually working towards, you know, change for the public good. Mm-hmm. And yet those people are often held in lower regard from those who 
our athletes. And that's, that's kind of where that frustration comes in. I don't think that it's wrong to look up to somebody, mm-hmm. but we often give them a place, like a level of respect and reverence alongside people who have actually made literal changes, that have founded mm-hmm. cities and towns, that have led countries, that have led nations, that mm-hmm. have you know done work, you know, whether it's in the church or you know a mission field or mm-hmm. you know the you know or those who go overseas and do humanitarian projects to build homes and dig wells. Yeah, like those people are given very little attention. Mm but we give so much attention to the quarterback that wins the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And that, it just, seem, it just seems to be a weird value system that that represents. Mm-hmm. And again, nothing again. I mean, that quarterback who won the Super Bowl, that is still an accomplishment. Yeah. And there should be respect given for that. Mm-hmm. But it should be balanced with the contributions that individuals make that actually move our society mm-hmm. forward. Right. And so, if I can clarify a little bit, it sounds like you're talking about athletes who are just focused on their athletic pursuits. Yes. Get this wide-ranging value and respect. Um, yeah. You know, we're not trying to single out athletes who also have, you know, humanitarian causes or uh, organizations that they support. Exactly. Because, I mean, in every situation, there are always going to be outliers. And sure. there are some athletes who... Yeah. They do. They use their wealth to... Mm-hmm promote things or I mean even and even in the entertainment industry like I recently sure. read that Keanu Reeves donated a significant portion mm-hmm. of his income from making the most recent Matrix movie uh-huh. towards cancer research and yeah. you know that's very that's very commendable mm-hmm. you know and that's, that's something they don't have to do it's not right. required so I do actually so I do I set up while I do stand by everything I did say previously uh-huh. I do have a lot of respect for the athletes who recognize mm-hmm. that I that they can do more. Gotcha. And they seek to do more. Right. And and if anything, those those are the ones where I understand. Okay. Like, I understand why they are held up because they yeah. are actively trying to make a piece of the world better, mm-hmm. utilizing the wealth and the fame that they gained by playing a sport. Okay. So your problem is more with people or athletes who have that unearned kind of regard who like you said they don't have to um give back to their communities or they don't have they don't have to donate anything Mm -hmm. but they're still held up as role models exactly because of their athletic talent right just because they're athletic talent and again i can't play football the way they do i can't play basketball the way they do i'm not yeah very few people can i don't want to discount the work it takes to gain that skill absolutely but someone will point to a young man who spends the same amount of time Mm -hmm. playing a video game Uh and say that that kid is wasting their lives okay what's the difference Mm -hmm. it's a game right whether it's a video game or a sport the difference is income sure our society has because ticket sales merchandise sales Mm -hmm. and such has made operating a football team so lucrative Got it. that the owners can afford to pay their players millions of dollars because they're making millions upon millions of dollars right. by owning that team. And so just because that dollar amount is paid to them, so mm-hmm. really, I think if I'm gonna be honest, it's less that I have an issue with the athletic situation as mm-hmm. it is with the value that we place on income. I because see. those athletes make millions, mm-hmm. if 
if their child, someone's child becomes a professional football player mm -hmm. and brings home hundreds of millions of dollars, they are deemed a success. I see. Because they because the amount of money they made, not mm -hmm. because their contributions to society. They're a hero because they're a millionaire. Okay. Not because they have provided some value. I see. And I think the other discouragement is I've heard students discuss what they would do with their lives mm -hmm. and they intentionally discount roles that don't pay as well sure for absolutely something that pays better mm -hmm. because they believe that is what makes them successful got it so that young man or woman who yeah. wants to be an emt for example mm -hmm. but they say well i'd only make 50 or sixty thousand dollars a year but mm -hmm. i could go play professional basketball let's say they have the talent let's say sure. they, they do have that choice like you know if i play this sport i can make way more money and so mm -hmm. they go do that instead right and so then the world is lost out on a different contribution they could have made sure just because we financially valued that higher okay and so i think what you're saying is that the core of this difficulty is that our society has placed a very high value on the dollar yes and that skews how we perceive things as being successful or not important or not valuable yeah. or not absolutely and i think that it also it messes with the sport as well okay because when an athlete is playing because they love the game, mm -hmm. just because they love the game, right. their heart and their soul are in it. Mm -hmm. There is there is something to be said for that. Yeah, sure. But then there are those who like they're only there for the money. Mm -hmm. And and again, I, I feel conflicted because I don't want to I, I don't want to take away from what they have done because in many ways I could argue they probably have earned that because they've worked very hard and, sure. their, and their career span is pretty short. Yeah. It's not something that you do into your sixties. Right. You know, um, but I think that it changes the focus. Okay. So it's, you know, Oh, well I want to play pro whatever mm -hmm. because I will make X dollars. Mm -hmm. And again, and that comes back to, are they considering, and it comes back to the question of purpose. Okay. I guess, you know, our life's purpose, our life's mission, what we are here to do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when they make it only about the income they're in, it, it mess, it, 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 again, it throws things off. Mm -hmm. And then those lesser sports that don't make as much money are right. viewed, again, viewed less valuable mm -hmm. because, and again, it does come back to the income thing. Right. Um, and so I just feel like we, we end up warping our reality in a way yeah. because of what the focus is on mm -hmm. and that same financial focus because they make they make so much money then if an athlete does do something controversial mm -hmm. um best example is colin kaepernick and mm -hmm. again i'm not i'm not here to discuss the right or wrongness of his actions sure. the point is because of his platform because of his fame mm -hmm. What he did, whether I agree with him or not, in his mind, it was a matter of conscience. Right. And he was completely vilified and ultimately kicked out of the sport because of that. Mm -hmm. But I've seen athletes do worse, much worse, sure. and still keep their careers. Maybe they get a slap on the wrist. Maybe they mm -hmm. pay a fine. Right. But to me, drunk driving, domestic abuse. Yeah you know, dog fighting is way worse mm -hmm. than someone kneeling during the flight. He didn't set on fire. 
Right. He didn't say he hated the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really, it was a quiet thing. He just, by himself, just no. Right. That was it. Right. He didn't rave, he didn't yell, and yet he lost his job. Mm-hmm. And again, I feel like we're getting into a different discussion here, but mm-hmm. it just seems like it limits them from what they, they're also limited from what they can do because they're playing the sport. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I, I feel that, like I kind of meandered there. No, but I, I feel like what you're getting at is that some athletes, and maybe even if you go down to the micro level of students, all the way up to the top of the pyramid, the pro athletes, is the potential loss of income really starts shaping their decision making, mm-hmm. um, potentially about where they go to school, where they complete their degree, to what choices they make about matters that they feel strongly about, as in Kaepernick's example. Yeah, or what choice they feel free to make mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. So I feel like they're, the idea, the concept is, and it's a weird duality because on one hand, I see us holding athletes up mm-hmm. to this, you know, role model. They sh- we should be, you know, but then when they don't do what we want them to do, mm-hmm. there is this rage and frustration. Yeah. And they only want them to be to influence in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. You know, so sure. kind of that saying, I mean, like, shut up and just play ball, yeah, you know, yeah. for the ones that have spoken out, whether it's social justice or mm-hmm. it's political, politically based yeah. or, you know, when they start making those comments, the only, the, if they support the majority, then they're fine. Yeah. But really at this point, there really isn't quite a majority in either opinion, you sure. know? Sure. And so some group is mad at them instead of saying, no, congratulations on having mm-hmm. a, a sense that the world is bigger yeah. than your court. Right. And so it just seems like they're limited in how they're allowed mm-hmm. to view the world right. outside of their particular sport or arena. And that restriction, again, and that's not even about the income. This now is just about how they're viewed in society. Mm-hmm. You know, they can tell a kid, well, you can play ball too and yeah. believe in yourself. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, good. Yes, tell that to our kids. Right. But if they, if one stands up and says, I believe in God, and they put a scripture in their eyes, mm-hmm. then a group's going to be angry about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and another group advocates for, you know, gay marriage, and then that group's against them. Sure. And it's like, and so there's this anger that they get involved mm-hmm. when it seems that should be, I, I don't know, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer to this because yeah. I go back and forth on one hand, you know, if they haven't if really their focus has just been playing the sport, should they be weighing in mm-hmm. on political matters because they have this platform? Right. But then again, we gave them the platform. Yeah. So should we be angry if they use their platform that we gave them in a way that we don't agree with? Right. And again, I don't have an answer for that one. Yeah. That one's just kind of been mulling, rolling around mm-hmm. in my head. Yeah, and one of our other interviews, we talked about this concept between us as consumers, relation, our relationship with sport, whether that's entertainment and we can just kind of tune in, enjoy a game, mm-hmm. or escape where we're relying on sports to make mm-hmm. us feel good or feel a certain way. And so when you're talking about act, our athletes going off script, mm-hmm. like when they use their platform in a way that we don't agree with or that may we feel wasn't consistent with the message that they, we want them to send, Mm-hmm. then we get angry and we feel very defensive about that because we're relying on sports to make us feel good mm-hmm. or to get us away from the messiness of life. 
Mm, that's that's a really good point because it makes you think of how you know I, I hear often hear people refer to their favorite team as their team. Yeah. You know, say we won. Yeah. And yeah. They have a stake in it. Yeah, they have a stake in it, but they they're not throwing the ball. They're not <laughs> no. They are nowhere near the field. Yeah. You know, unless they have, you know, courtside seats or right. whatever you call them. Um but yeah, they they do view it as a personal mm-hmm. victory. Yeah. And uh so yeah, I I could definitely see how that could be mm-hmm. that could feel like a betrayal. Yeah. Because absolutely. you know, that that player is it represents that their team? They were they bought the jersey. They own the season tickets. Right. They're they're all about it. And then that player goes off script, and suddenly mm-hmm. now you're like having to decide: Can I still emotionally identify right. with a team and an athlete? Mm-hmm. You know, because you know in some cases, you know, I definitely I could see why a person would get frustrated. So yeah. That's yeah, that's an excellent thought. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of your line of thinking really parallels where that's going. Um, I think we've touched on this a little bit, but what are your thoughts on professional athletes just automatically, often automatically being seen as role models of character, of excellence, and leadership? Mm. Not to mention maybe fashion sometimes too. So I think that that is, I think it's a huge mistake to automatically give them that platform. Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe they should, that should be a separate thing that should be earned. Okay. You know, if you're a great athlete, then fine. But to automatically give them a status of being a role model or being mm. held up as a, a hero, if you will, mm-hmm. is dangerous because initially we don't know their values. Right. We don't. All we know is they got drafted and they crushed it the, their first two years, mm-hmm. and so now they're getting awarded a higher salary because they've earned it. Right. And we haven't paused to examine, like, how much do we know yeah. about this athlete? Mm-hmm. You know, like some examples, like the, I don't think he's still alive. I'm sorry, I don't really know. Um, John Wooden, uh-huh. who was a coach. Yeah. And, and I read one of his books that he wrote, and it's an incredible book uh-huh. about life and values that transcends the court mm-hmm. I mean, the lessons that he instilled and he was college, college coach yeah. the lessons he instilled in his players were lessons that would serve them well mm-hmm. on the court or off the court right he earned he's earned it mm-hmm. he's earned it to the point where i myself a person who does not even follow college collegiate sports at all yeah i know who he is right and i have a lot of respect for him mm-hmm. because of the more i learned about him the more i researched about mm-hmm. him his character shows in the testimonies that others have given. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say that I have a conditional, <laughs> that's the best way to put it, conditional high regard for LeBron James. Uh-huh. Again, I don't know everything about him, so it might sure. it, there's a chance it could be a little bit misplaced, but mm-hmm. from what I've seen, he has tried to use his platform to support causes he believes in. Mm-hmm. And I, whether I agree with the person or not, I always respect somebody who actually puts money and time behind something that they believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, like he did, a, like it's two or three seasons of a, it's kind of like a talk show, honestly, yeah. the barbershop type setting. And mm-hmm. I don't agree with everything that's said on the show, but I liked the fact that he took that time to yeah. bring athletes and musicians mm-hmm. and even political figures together just right. to have conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's impressive. 
and you know, and that's really cool. And to you to do that with his time mm-hmm. is is really great. Now, I can't I can't say conclusively if he's a good person or not. Sure. But I respect things he's done. Mm-hmm. And then with fashion, um, LeBron is definitely one who has made it to the cover of several yeah. fashion magazines, mm-hmm. and he's like people have paid attention to what they're wearing when they right. walk off the plane yeah, when they're yeah. coming in. Um, so like, you know, him, um, Dwayne Wade actually oh, yeah, did a line of ties mm-hmm. for the company, like actually designed some. And I think that, I think that kind of stemmed from coaches who would make their players dress up, uh-huh. that there wasn't this shuffle in in your sweats, uh-huh. you know, and I think the idea was that to convey professionalism. Right. And so I actually think that is a good thing mm. because Incur- challenging them to be role models as far as fashion is concerned reminds them, kind of helps to undermine my argument. Huh. Because my initial argument that, you know, their job is just playing a game right. and there's nothing. Like when they do that, it makes me rethink my position. Hmm. Because they're walking in wearing a suit or they're walking in just dressed well. Yeah. And as if they are professionals. And those that I conduct see. themselves as professionals during interviews mm-hmm. I and mean, probably one of my favorite clips of LeBron was he was in an interview mm-hmm. and this reporter was just harassing him like, yeah the reporter was complete and he could have snapped he could have yelled I mean so many sure. famous people have done that yeah he quietly took off his mic picked up his bag walked out and he looked at the reporter and said be better tomorrow and left hmm. like it's like this five second clip huh and I loved that the way he conducted himself yeah in a stressful situation if he had snapped or cussed out that reporter, we probably would have been like, oh, I, I could see that. Sure. You know, because there's there's tons, I mean, there's tons yeah. of clips, you know, online of actors and athletes that have just finally had it. Right. And, you know, from physical violence, you're just yelling at them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, anyway, so he's an example of yeah. an athlete who I believe has challenged me on that, mm-hmm. that point of view that I take to where he yeah. is saying, no, I am more than an athlete. Mm. I am really a businessman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a sense, it's more than just the game for him. He yeah. finds other ways to make an impact and to do things out in the world. And I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah. And that's actually funny that you talk about his kind of dual roles as an athlete and a businessman, because he's actually been criticized for moving teams, moving to Los Angeles particularly. Um, not only just for the competitive aspect of the game, but also because it it's seen as a move that he's building up his his media presence and his media empire and his mm. business opportunities. So you see that as a good thing where he's branching out and seeing that his world is bigger than basketball yeah. and other people see that as a problem or ruining the purity of the game. Yeah, I think that... I think that if you're if you if it's an escape for you, I think it goes back to what you said earlier. Mm. If the sport is an escape for you, you don't want your team to change, right? Because you're attached to the team. Sure. He is not viewing it that way because mm-hmm. most of us think about how we work. Right. You know, like I spent a total of like eight nine years with Starbucks, mm-hmm. and I was rarely in a store for more than two years, mm. and that was never seen as a bad thing. Right. In fact, several moves were seen that were were actually what helped me. Yeah. And many people in their jobs 
you know, they have a chance to move for a bet to better position themselves mm-hmm. and their career and their families. They take it. Right. And in fact, you would probably say it was stupid. Yeah. You know, if you came to me and said, hey, there's this other, you know, place that's really looking to hire me. They're, you know, a few hours away, we might have to move a little bit, uh-huh. but your reach, it would improve everything, not just financially, right. but there were so many other things for you, your family, mm-hmm. you know, the things you wanted to do, maybe it position you to do more with your with your interviews as well, yeah. I'd be like, dude, you're stupid not, yeah. not to take that. Right. And so I think that it's not fair to, when an athlete wants to make that same decision mm-hmm. to further their career, Yeah. that's what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. But we're looking for that team loyalty sure. as if as if it was like defecting to another country. Yeah. You know, that's kind of how they treat right. it, you know, as if a top general, a five-star general suddenly announces, <laughs> hey, I'm um, I'm going to England. I'm going to be yeah. part of the British military now. I think it's going to be a great move for me and my family. <laughs> you know, I want to thank my fans, you know, and right, off right. he goes. <laughs> like, that would be awful. That would be, I, I would agree, that would be, that'd be terrible. I would understand the outcry. Yeah. But this is where it comes back to, at the end of the day, it is a game. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I do have more respect for the ones who understand that it's a business yeah. and treat it like one mm-hmm. than the ones who act like it is an end in and mm-hmm. of itself. And there's nothing wrong with loving the game. You should love what you do. Yeah. You really should. But no, I think him moving, like, but again, I have no team loyalties. I don't have sure. a favorite basketball team. Yeah. So it doesn't affect my life one way or another. I am a fan of LeBron James. Sure. That's, that's really it. And I don't even watch his games. Yeah, I watch some of his interviews. I pay attention mm-hmm. more of what he does in the business world and the fashion world, mm-hmm. personally. So I think that also kind of skews my yeah. opinion there, because sure, and you just bring yeah. a different perspective, and exactly. that's fine. Um, I'm curious what you think about. You know, we've talked about whether it's right or wrong to just put athletes on a pedestal because they've made it to the professional world. If an athlete is put into that role of being a role model or just having that platform by virtue of their talent, not because of anything else that they've necessarily done. Mm-hmm. What responsibility, if any, do they have to live up to that None. expectation? None at all. Hmm. None at all. No more than you or I or anyone else has. We all, I do believe we all have a responsibility as functioning adults in society mm-hmm. to be the best example we can be in our chosen fields. Mm-hmm. But over and above that, no, they have no, because they didn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. Now, if that athlete pushes for that and they are actively marketing themselves mm-hmm. as a role model, yeah, then they have a huge responsibility to live sure. up to that, that they, that role. But if they're just famous because they made a few surprising moves, they played exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden we want to tell our kids to look at them, right? That's our fault. Okay. For not vetting them first. Yeah. Just like, sure. you know, I'm a, I'm a teacher. I was interviewed. Mm-hmm. I was background checked. I was like all these things, yeah. you know, I am observed and how well I teach and interact with students. Mm-hmm. I am coached and guided in that role as yeah. a professional who is mentoring and leading mm-hmm. young people. So right. I have a huge responsibility to live up to the pedestal that I do have. Mm-hmm. And because that's, you know, that's, that's, that's something I've sought for and it's been given to me and it's part mm-hmm. of my job. Right. If you are drafted to play for a professional football team and you play exceptionally well, mm-hmm. but you are always a partier, mm-hmm. you were a partier before college, you're a partier in college, 
right. you are a partier afterwards and it doesn't affect your job, because that's, that's between them and their employer, Yeah, sure. you know, then we can't be upset with them. Right. They are what they always were. Mm-hmm. And I think that we often, I see this in many areas with people who are famous, we, because they are exceptional in that moment, Mm-hmm. And maybe because they interview well, uh-huh. like, you know, cause I've known some people who they, if you have an interview with them, they sound wonderful I'm and sure. wholesome and, you know, and they get off and they don't, they're just, to them, that's part of being professional is that moment. Yeah. But when the job is done, they're yeah. a different person. They're off the clock. Yeah. They're off the clock. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that it's fair to hold them to something that they, that they did not agree to mm-hmm. ahead of time. I see. Once that agreement's made, mm-hmm. then it's different. Yeah. Now they do have a responsibility. Gotcha. But until then, that's a one-sided contract that we've placed on them. Yeah. And that's not really fair to them. That makes sense. Now take me to the flip side of that, because you have some athletes, maybe a lot of athletes, who deal with drug use or commit sexual assault mm-hmm. or domestic violence, any number of things that are harmful to other people, not only to themselves. And they keep getting multiple chances because they have these unique talents. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts with that? I feel like it's, it's hypocrisy. Hmm. Because like we just said previously, we just talked about the pedestal we put them on, we expect yeah. them to role models, and then they break that one-sided contract but because they are an excellent athlete, meaning they're winning mm-hmm. games, a winning yeah, game means sure. more money for the owners, which means more money for the players, which means often more money for the city. Mm-hmm. Because if your team is, if you have a strong team, then yeah. more people are spending money on that team in that city, in mm-hmm. that state, and so that tax revenue and all that stuff goes back. Yeah. And, and so they keep giving them chances that you would not get in any other job. Mm-hmm you know, then it's, 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 it's a double standard. Uh-huh. You know, we, we want them to be these role models, but then they, they fail that. Mm-hmm. And then we're very, we're upset about it, but there aren't, but the real world consequences aren't the same. Right. And so I think that w- there needs to be consistency. Mm-hmm. We just need to decide if they're going to be role models and that needs to be part of their training. Okay. If a student is in college to play, if their intent is to play pro ball, then there should be training mm. on, they, they should go through ethics. They should be made to go through ethics. They should be made to mm-hmm. learn all of those things so that they are worthy of the platform mm. that we want to give them. If that is what we want from them, yeah, they need to be trained that way so that they are able mm-hmm. to, and then when they break that, right, there is, there should be consistent consequences mm-hmm. as well. Severe enough or no more severe than anyone else in any other public facing mm. job. Yeah. Because we're actually more forgiving of our athletes than we are of some politicians. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there are some politicians, if they had done what some of the athletes had done, they would be stepping down, they'd be resigning, mm-hmm. it would be over. Yeah. And if anything, it's almost more important because we hold our athletes up as role models for our children. Mm-hmm. We don't usually do that with our politicians. Right, right. As much, you know. <laughs> so, and I'm not saying that, I mean, I think the standard they're at is fine. If anything, it should be higher. But I think for athletes, if we are going to hold mm-hmm. them up as role models, we have to hold them accountable and they need to be notified ahead of time. Yeah. And just told, hey, this is because of your job, mm-hmm. kids are going to want to be like you. 
So you have this is part of your contract. Mm -hmm. You will conduct yourself X, Y, Z. If you don't like that, don't sign the contract. Mm -hmm. But then if you do like it, sign the contract, take the millions, and take the responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really it. They just they need to be told ahead of time. Yeah, gotcha. So, you know, as you said, as as a teacher, you have a lot of interaction with these students who are very um, invested in these athletes or maybe other categories of celebrities. Um, what are some of the pros and cons that you've seen in this high priority that our society places on sports and athletes? Well, I think that a pro is that it encourages them to dream big. Okay. And it encourages them to engage in sports, which again, like I said, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of students playing sports. Mm-hmm. I think that you should, I think that whatever, if you are in school, you should be signed up for some sort of athletic program automatically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think even master's level and doctoral candidates should have mm. an, an athletic ac- uh-huh. part piece built in okay. automatically. There's so many studies that show how it helps with cognitive function, mm-hmm. self-esteem, overall health, well-being, sure. it's there. So because of those athletes, they might develop a lifelong love of basketball. Mm-hmm. And maybe they never play pro, but maybe once a weekend, they're out playing pickup basketball for two hours. Yeah. And again, nothing but benefits for them health-wise. Mm-hmm. And if that helps them stay active throughout their life, then that is, that's a huge pro. Yeah, that's absolutely. It's a, a positive thing. Um, you know, definitely in terms of having new and interesting sneakers coming out, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I, I like sneakers myself, so I, sure. I find that to be a pro. Uh-huh. Um, it's something, you know, fun that kids can get into, mm-hmm. um, you know, finding the sneaker of their favorite athlete. Mm-hmm. And when the athlete is truly a role model worthy mm-hmm. of emulating, yeah. they find somebody, and especially for children who they might not have a father figure at home. Right. And so if they so if there is an athlete that they can look up to, mm-hmm. that can give them a model of what they could try to become. But again, sure. it depends on if that athlete is actually worthy of it. If the athlete, you yeah. know, if it is a person who's a solid person, then they can learn from them. Mm-hmm. And often those those are usually the ones that end up writing books and sharing their life lessons. Right. And so that's a huge positive. Um, a negative I kind of touched on it earlier, that it can keep them from, it could cause them to devalue other worthy career paths mm-hmm. because they won't make as much as a pro athlete. Right. Um, for some, it can, they might put, it could cause them to put all of their eggs in one basket mm-hmm. and only focus on trying to become this. I mean, I've met several people, you know, either networking events, um, people that come into Starbucks where their goal was to play pro ball yeah and that was it they didn't have anything else they want to do in the world because they put everything into that Mm -hmm. and they blew out their knee or they ruptured a disc or whatever you call it and they weren't able to play and they kind of were left floundering through life because Mm -hmm. they didn't have a vision for anything outside of the game yeah and i feel like that's dangerous Mm -hmm. i feel like if they have dual plans like i'd love to if i could but i also love this yeah. secondary thing then it's not it's not as harmful because then if it, it can become a hobby that, again like I said it can mm-hmm. be active they can love it throughout their life 
But when it becomes the only path for them, mm -hmm. I believe that's when it becomes dangerous. But really, that's anything that we do. Sure. Um, you know, having that, oh, no, what now moment because you put everything in one thing and now mm -hmm. it's, it's over with. Um, and, the, and again, if the athlete that they admire and look up to are engaging in, you know, drugs, alcohol abuse, domestic abuse, and getting away with it, Mm -hmm. They are learning from that as well. They're yeah. seeing that and thinking, oh, well, I, if they do it, then it's okay for me to treat women that way. It's okay mm -hmm. for me to treat my body that way. It's okay for me to treat my friends that way mm -hmm. because that athlete did it or they right. snapped and cussed out a reporter so I can snap and cuss out my teacher right. because that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so that's the dark side of that is that they could end up being admiring and emulating the yeah. negative traits as well. And... Anyway, yeah, I kind of already said it. It could be really harmful. Yeah. And so a lot of the potential for positive can also be turned on its head and be very harmful yeah. if taken to extremes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I'll kind of leave the floor for you to kind of close out with any final thoughts about our relationship with sports as consumers or maybe kind of weekend athletes. Um, and your experiences as a teacher and in sports in general? I think that when sports encourages us mm -hmm. to be active ourselves and to not just be content to watch, mm -hmm. there is a lot of value there. And again, when those athletes that, are, that use their platform in a good way, in a positive way, whether it's discussing their faith mm -hmm. or stamp what they believe in or even just living a life that can be a role model for young men and women mm -hmm. coming up behind them. I think that that is a great thing. Um, and I think that again, you know, there is the danger on the other hand, and I think that it's just a reminder that we need to be careful who, who we place on pedestals. Mm -hmm. We need to kind of wait a minute before we decide somebody's worthy of our reverence and praise. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's a challenge to us to not just be consumers of of sports, mm. you know, like don't just watch football, uh -huh. you know, play it on the weekends. Don't just watch soccer, mm -hmm. you know, engage with it as well. Make how, how have it be, sorry, I can't get the words out. It should be an inspiration uh -huh. for us to live life, not a substitute or mm -hmm. an escape from the life that we live. And I believe that the, all the dangers I listed happen when it becomes an escape and a substitute mm. for real life versus something that encourages and challenges us to engage in the world around us. Mm.